Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gents, and welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast with me, your host, Frank Flegg. This episode is a rather unusual one because I am going to talk you through a day in the life of me. Now, it's not a normal day in the life, but it actually encompasses a lot of what I think people miss about entrepreneurship. And so it's quite a jam-packed day. I think it's because I go away on holiday tomorrow. I'm not going away on holiday, but I'm going off on holiday tomorrow rather in as much as I'm taking 10 days to myself. So I'm gonna focus on my health, my education, balance in my life. So I'm just taking 10 days off of any emails, whatsapps meetings to eat well exercise invest in relationships sleep well etc so that starts tomorrow and it's no coincidence that today i've got several really big things to do so let me start off with the fun bit i've got three fun bits and two really hard bits and i'm going to just talk you through those uh those bits. An overview of my day, by the way, is driving um, to a meeting, a 45 minute drive to a meeting. That's a strategy meeting in an offsite location where I'll spend uh, three hours with my senior leadership team in our martial arts business, where we will be strategizing about delivery over the next 12 months. And that's something I really enjoy. And you'll notice today there are bits I really enjoy and bits I really would rather not do. Then I'm driving home, back to my home office, and um, I have messages to keep up with. I have some calls booked in from my way there, calls booked in from my way back. It's a 9 to 12 meeting, uh, the strategy meeting. And then this afternoon, I have three Zoom calls. One is with a JV partner, one uh, where we're finalizing heads of terms and writing heads of terms. That's something I love doing. I really enjoy that. I'm really looking forward to the JV. I think it's going to be really successful. The next one is with a potential investor who is looking to invest between 25 and 75,000 pounds in our property business, which will give us more funds to do deals. Really enjoy doing that. That'll only take about half an hour. I then have a call with my wonderful wigs business partner, Nicola Wood, to look at how our newly opened locations are getting on. Diverse day, few Zoom calls, and one big face-to-face strategy meeting. So that's the structure of my day. Not a long day, if I'm honest. I think um, the first meeting starts at nine and the last meeting will finish at half five. So that's quite a medium day for me and there's quite a few gaps in the in the middle. To be fair, that feels like a short day to me, which is interesting. Um, often I'll start early in that and often I'll finish later. So the strategy meeting is probably one of the most enjoyable things I do. There's a few things I really, really enjoy, but strategizing is one of the most enjoyable. It's not always easy. I actually find doing strategy on my own really easy, but doing it with a team is sometimes quite hard because you don't necessarily see things the same way and you've got to all get on the same page and 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 work out how you're going to improve we are looking at how we're going to support our our instructors 
better. So from recruiting them to them actually being on board, how are we going to support them? And how are we going to support our partners better? So our franchisees from when they sign their franchise agreement through to when they hit their first 200 member school and are making £5,000 a month net profit. That journey, we want to make it smoother. We want to make it more reliable. We want to have more measures in place whereby we can spot if someone is falling off the conveyor belt or if someone's not performing as well as we'd like or or need some additional support and the idea that we've been throwing around which we're going to put some meat on the bones of today is a traffic light system so a, a, a series of kpis that basically give our instructors a score and give our franchisees a score so that we can then see if they're in the green they're like doing really well if they're in the orange or amber, then perhaps they need a bit of a more support, maybe a call, maybe some one-to-one coaching. And if they're in the red, then there are serious issues, and we really need to um, step in and and take some take some swift action to get them back on track. And it's things like for franchisees, is their profitability at the level that we would expect it to be at at this stage of their business? So score out of ten for that. Are they engaging? in the community for our instructors are they coming to our monthly hq instructor training and all of these are indicators that they are doing a good, good a good job retention in a school that is down to the instructors so if retention is above a certain percentage then that's a an indicator that not all is well in the classes if the retention is is really high then that's an indicator that the instructors are doing an amazing job and students are really happy so that's our strategy meeting that'll take us three hours we will also review our quarterly plan in that meeting we'll set a date for writing our next quarterly plan because we always try and have a quarterly plan in place for the next quarter within about six weeks of the the quarter finishing so we've got about five or six weeks left on this quarterly plan so we need to get the next one written in so we've we seamlessly move forward so that's our our strategy meeting as i say i could do a meeting like that every day i typically aim to spend eight hours a week on strategy that's what i aim to spend it doesn't always happen but this is three hours uh, today i have a call before that on the way to it in fact which is not a call I'm looking forward to. It's a joint venture, very, very young joint venture. In fact, we haven't even kicked it off yet, but someone came to us and wanted us to take over their business. We agreed in principle and have started our due diligence. Now this <laughs> this could sound as though it's no big deal. And it's, it's not a big deal. Basically the phone call is to say, look, because of the due diligence we've done, not all is as it seemed and we're not going to be able to progress with the JV so we're, we're going to knock it on the head uh, no money has changed hands some work has been done our team's probably put in 10 hours maybe even 15 or 20 hours work the other person's put some hours in for sure and you think well you know never mind but actually I know it's a massive deal for the other person I know they they needed this JV they are struggling in their business and they really really want us to step in and we really wanted to as well but Stephen Covey says that no deal 
is better than win-lose. And, and we've looked at it and we've looked at it and we've analysed it and we really have tried to work out a win-win here. And there just isn't one. There just isn't a win-win. We are going to lose and the other party is going to win. Uh, not because they're being greedy, it's because of what they need. What they need is, is in the current situation, is more than we can we can create with the JV. And so we have to say no. And I'm really dreading it. It's probably, <laughs> and, and it's, it's really interesting that this has come about today because I've got one of the most enjoyable things I do and then one of the, the hardest things I do. And um, I'm inclined just to flick through a book um, called Crucial Conversations just to give myself some confidence that, yeah, this is, this is the right thing to do. And, and I know it's the right thing to do. I'm, I'm not doubting that, but it still helps to, to reaffirm that this crucial conversation needs to take place. And my recollection of that book, and it's interesting that that has sprung to mind, my recollection of that book is about hard conversations that have to take place. And so that call has to, has to happen. And I'll, I've lined that call up for between 8 and 9 a.m. so that the I can get that done before my strategy uh, meeting. I don't want that hanging over me for the rest of the day. And that's an interesting philosophy. That's Brian Tracy's philosophy of eat that frog do the hardest thing in your day first and that is the hardest thing in my day is to call that person and and give them that uh, that news and the fact that I'm doing that the fact that I'm preparing my day in advance the fact that I'm working in the zone and doing strategy and taking time out from working in my business all of these are educational concepts all of these are best practice from gurus, real gurus who have been around for decades, who are globally recognized as talking sense. These are all things they, they suggest, they teach, they preach. And my point is, it's very easy to read a book and go, oh yeah, crucial conversations. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, um, that makes sense or to read The Seven Habits, Stephen Covey, and go, oh yeah, win-win and win-lose and lose-lose. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm always going to aim for a win-win. And it's really easy to read Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog and go, yeah, do something hard at the start of the day, prioritize my day, plan my day in advance, spend 10 minutes sharpening my saw, save an hour, these are all flippant glib things you can say but 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 doing them is hard <laughs> it takes practice i listened to joe rogan interviewing dwayne johnson the rock on his podcast and they talk about doing ice baths and joe rogan has his ice bath at i think three degrees celsius and he's got a current in it that pushes the comfy layer of water that warms up around your skin so your skin traps a layer of water with your hairs and that bit warms up and then you get a bit comfier than when you first get in when you first get in all, all the water's cold so he's basically got a continuous three degrees of water streaming over his skin which is really cold really really cold my i've recently started ice baths and my ice bath at the moment is around eight degrees, but I don't have a fancy 
current pushing the water over my skin and so potentially the water around my skin is 12 degrees or 14 degrees I don't know well that's a big difference to three degrees and it's really easy to listen to them talking about oh yeah I take an ice bath before every workout session and I take a ice bath after every workout session and not take into account the fact it's really easy to hear that and not take into the into account that they've been working on their self-discipline for years they're not at their level of success and their level of development by chance when you listen to to the the words they use when you listen to how they think and what they say they are experts they are time served experts at mastering their own psychology their own thoughts their own positive mental attitude absolute masters at it and so when i talk about these books what you're seeing here is me on a journey i don't get it right i still procrastinate i, I still um shy away from from things i don't like doing but i am getting better and that's the key and my i'm working on my self-awareness so that when i'm doing what I should be doing when I'm doing what I need to be doing and Jim Rohn says this successful people do what they need to do unsuccessful people do what they feel like doing and that is so true so so true and so I'm continually working on my awareness of am I doing what needs to be done right now or am I doing what I feel like doing and that can be what time you go to bed that can be you sit down at your desk and you faff around on Facebook for half an hour rather than plowing into that hard email etc etc so that conversation is happening strategy session for three hours is happening then I've got a call with a relatively new JV partner and there's there's it's just a coincidence and I've thought to myself is this a is this a coincidence or is there's something else going on when when things look like a coincidence often they're not often there's a root cause and this is a relatively new JV where I just get the sense that the JV partner is going off the boil that they're not as engaged as I perhaps would have expected results aren't as good as I expected and and I just want to have and it's another crucial conversation it won't be as hard well hopefully it won't be as hard as the first one um where I'm just gonna say how are you getting on like how are you finding it and I'm half I'm, I'm fully expecting them to say it's harder than they thought because otherwise results would be better and participation would be higher and then it could be anything from I'm having a breakdown and I can't face this anymore and I need to stop which I'm prepared for and and you might think wow that's a that's a, a drastic outcome given that you know you've just got an inkling and I have just got an inkling but I do trust my intuition and my intuition's telling me that there's something afoot here and it and it could be that the JV partner's got some personal issue at the moment you know people have money problems people have illness or sickness people have family issues people go through divorces people have issues with their children that there's a lot of things that could be going on that I'm blissfully unaware of and and what I want to do is I want to become aware of them and then I can help what I'm hoping will happen is that this person will say do you know what Frank I'm so glad you phoned I am a bit disappointed and it might be something we've done we might not have met their expectations and I'm fully open to that. You know, this isn't a, a one-way street. 
um, we're disappointed with results as well. So it will be a really open conversation about how are you feeling? How are you getting on? Are you happy with how it's going? It will be in some way we will reset the uh, slate wipe the slate clean and say right so what needs to happen moving forwards you need abc from us okay great and we're going to expect xyz from you that will produce these results great let's have a call in a month's time to review that it's not a big jv i only meet with my major joint venture partners on a weekly basis so it doesn't warrant that but (laughs) it needs what it needs at the end of the day and if this person needs more than we're currently giving them then then we need to up the in input because it's a lose-lose if the if the JV fails because the other parties put time in we've put time in it has all the makings of a success but equally I'm okay for it to stop that that's okay and similar to the the first conversation where we're stopping it anything you do has a cost associated with it nothing is free you only have so many hours a day and if you are doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing you're burning time on those projects and the ironic thing is the easy things the things that go really well they don't take as much of your headspace and as much of your effort and as much of your energy and attention as the things that aren't going well if something's not going well you spend a lot i spend a lot of time thinking about it because i want it to go well if something's flying and everyone's happy and the results are are rolling in then we're really happy and it doesn't take loads of your attention and it doesn't take loads of your time so that's another crucial conversation so those are the two hard bits in my day the call with or the zoom with my new jv partner really excited about that that jv will hopefully buy a hundred vitalettes in the next year i'm expecting that maybe more so we're just bottoming out the detail getting down the heads of terms written i've had a couple of whatsapp messages about the content of that meeting so really looking forward to that really really looking forward to that that's the creative side of me and we've already done the deal we've uh, shaken hands on it so there's not uh, like there's a big surprise coming there that should be quite straightforward and we're both excited about that myself my jv partner so that's good that'll be an enjoyable hour that'll be a full hour but we've capped it at an hour with a hard stop we've had a flying start to wonderful weeks in bristol and western supermare so really looking forward to my meeting with that jv partner with nicola there we have a new franchisee coming on in the north of the country so we need to agree a couple of points with them and then we can crack on and then finally i have a call with a vendor of a commercial building and and this is really exciting actually and it's interesting that this has come up when it's come up so i was referred to this person yesterday morning from a friend on whatsapp i found out about this deal 
on Friday and I chatted to the friend and I, I said to the friend, look, could you wait over the weekend? So I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Could you wait over the weekend? Because I don't really want to enter into a conversation with them over the weekend. So would you mind introducing us on Monday? So he introduced us on Monday, which was great, which was yesterday morning. I then touched base with the person, arranged to call them in the afternoon, spoke to them yesterday afternoon, got all of the information. So I did a full telephone fact find. I understand the person's situation. Well, they actually started off saying they wanted a big chunk of money in the next 28 days. And this is where vendors are often asked for what they want, not what they need. And so as we went through the call, I couldn't see why they needed that big chunk of money. They also wanted to retain an interest in the property at, say, £1.4 million commercial property. Fully tenanted in a part of the country that I'd like to invest in. So it it really up my street. And they wanted to retain an interest in the property and they wanted a big chunk of money up front in the next 28 days, which is really hard to achieve in the current climate. So I did what I always do, which is just ask questions and establish that actually they didn't need a big chunk of money. They actually are just in negative cash flow each week and that if we could solve their negative cash flow, they'd be just fine. So what we did was I said, look, give me 48 hours. So this is yesterday afternoon. Give me 48 hours to speak to my mortgage broker and come up with a a potential solution. And, And I have done, spent... 20 minutes on the phone with my mortgage broker yesterday spoke to my jv partner who i'll buy this with and we've come up with a solution that works it works for us and i think it works for the vendor it gives them what they need and the way that we're going to do it is we're going to buy the property it'll actually give us cash back when we buy it give us about 50k cash back which sounds amazing doesn't it cash back when you buy a commercial property however it then will be cash flow negative for us because the vendor needs this well yeah he does need this monthly amount so it would be cash flow negative for about to the tune of about two thousand pounds a month for just over three years and of course that's more than the 50k so it will go cash flow negative and that's important to to recognize but then in just over three years um there's a rent review and we'll be able to draw out an extra £150,000 from, uh, from the property on a refinance. So we're looking at a lender that will allow us to, to do that refinance and that will pay us back. So that will pay us back and it will pay off the, the vendor because we're going to give them my proposal for them is a monthly amount for the first three and a bit years and then for us to give them this lump in three and a bit years time and that will finish paying them off so a really nice commercial deal really nice it's a no money down commercial deal but then is cash flow negative which i'm always really nervous about one of my mentors actually said that um negative cash flow brings them out in hives <laughs> and I've, I've hung on to that saying like you should feel sick if you do a negative cash flow deal it's okay because my JV partner and I've got lots of um, positive cash flow deals, but also what I would feel most comfortable with, and this is what we'll probably end up doing, is taking that. So if it's 36 months and it's three grand a month, that's 
90, 108,000 pounds, if my math is right, um, is taking that lending of 108,000 pounds up front, and then we've got it ready to give, so we're not having to find that money every month. That's how I'll feel most comfortable. If we've already got 50 coming back to us, then that would leave 58. So 58,000 pounds lending. So if we took a loan of 60K, then that would um, that would work just, just fine. And of course, we know we can pay that loan back when we refinance. So really nice little no money down deal there. So I've given myself 48 hours to get back to him. I don't want to go straight back because that looks a bit desperate, but equally, he is really motivated and I don't want him to, to sit there waiting for me when I've already solved it within a few hours. Um, I do like to give myself overnight to, to sleep on it, which I've now done. So I will be giving, giving him a call at some point today. It's not booked in that I just need to give him a call and arrange a coffee. So it will be a help visit, but instead of a residential help visit where you go to the person's house and you sit down and have a cup of tea with them it will be a coffee in a coffee shop or a hotel for a uh, reception to run through all the numbers check the leases etc because looking at the property is largely irrelevant i can go look at it on google maps and that will give us enough information to sign heads of terms and to crack on with the deal and that ladies and gents is not a typical day in my life, a rather untypical day. I don't have such swings usually and I don't have as many big things. That's five, I think, five or six quite large things in the day. I don't normally start and finish multiple JVs on the same day, but none of those are particularly unusual things for me to be doing. All of those things would often fit in a week, but I think the real learning and what I would take away from this and what I'm trying to encourage you to do is to be aware of how you're feeling and what you are shying away from and avoiding. Because if I don't do any one of those things, it has big consequences for my business. If I carry on with JVs that aren't working or carry on with businesses that aren't performing, that costs me time and money and opportunity. If I don't grasp the bull by the horns with when opportunities present themselves so the the no money down commercial property the um, jv to buy 100 resi units next year if i don't grasp those opportunities when i have that when when they present themselves then i'm going to miss out and so it really is about taking those learnings from those gurus and applying them to your life really applying them to your day-to-day, hour-to-hour activities. Sophisticated property investing. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing now.